the dark That the church just can't fight Cause it's asleep in the light How can you be so dead When you've been so well fed Jesus rose from the grave And you, you can't even get out of bed Everyone, this is Brayden and Tally with the Voice of My Beloved podcast, and we haven't been on for a couple weeks. Uh, we have uh, we have a lot going on here. We've got uh, a lot of produce coming in from the garden. Uh, we're getting ready to have a baby here in the next uh, month or so, <laughs> and so so yeah. So we're sorry if uh, our our podcasts get a little more sporadic here over the next couple weeks and months, uh, but we're going to try to be faithful and keep on with the study here. So just stay tuned. We're also working on getting it easier for you to listen to with like trying to get it on Spotify and YouTube and some, maybe some easier platforms. So, um, so yeah, so we'll keep you in the loop with that. But, uh, yeah, we're this today, we are getting ready to start a weekend event. We're, uh, welcoming a family from Sudan, uh, and we're super excited about meeting them, spending time with them this weekend. We've got a good group out here to listen to their story and what they're working on in Sudan and in Africa there. And then we've got the Above Rubies family weekend celebration <laughs> coming up at the end of the month. We've got quite a few people signed up for that as well. So I'm, I'm excited, uh, excited about uh, the summer here and, and what God's doing. Uh, I love, uh, Colin, Nancy Campbell's approach to the whole coronavirus is like, come out of hiding, come get encouraged. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's a, it's a good approach. I believe we need to, we need to have fellowship. People need fellowship. Yeah. 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 And I so love hearing from elders. I think it's so important, especially in today's day and age. I feel like that's what's you know, it's, it's what's kind of waning is we've got all these young people thinking they're so much smarter than, you know, and it's just crazy. You know, it's a, we are living in a place where we desperately need the elders in our lives and we need to be listening to them and taking advice to feed the little goats beside the shepherd's tents, right? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited about that. But today we're going to be talking, we're going to go into the song of Solomon. You heard our fiery Keith Green song there. Braden just smiles when he hears these songs. <laughs> He's just like, oh man, yeah, preach it. <laughs> There's no, that you don't hear a whole lot of mercy in Keith Green. It's just all conviction. <laughs> it's just fierce as can be, which I think is so good. We need to hear though, those voices. America, America needs it. Oh yeah. We need to be challenged. So that's what our theme is in this series here, this section, chapter three, it's about getting out of bed. And so there was a season where the bride was in the bed, you know, in chapter one, we read that the last part of chapter one says our bed is green. And so there was this season to be in the bed, to experience closeness in that way. But now at this point in time, in this season, the bridegroom is saying, rise up and come away, Mm -hmm. right? Come, come with me skipping over the mountains. And so she doesn't follow him but now she's alone. You see, mm-hmm. we notice right here, we'll just go ahead and jump in. Yeah, th- this is an intense part of, of this book. It's, right. it, this is the night season. 
and uh, it's pretty it's pretty scary for the bride. You know, you can f- sense just the uh, the vulnerability. Right. The uh, yeah. So it's 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 good. So here we are, chapter three. It says, by night on my bed, I sought the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. So just to point out here in the beginning, it, the Hebrew word is lelot. So we have the Hebrew word lila is one night, and then lelot is plural, nights. And so this is a extended period. By nights, she's on her bed seeking the one she loves. She's going through this angst in her soul because she didn't follow her bridegroom out into the mountains Mm -hmm. and so she's without him now so she's going through this night so it's a physical night and there's also the spiritual night there's this where's the light you know where's the light that he gave me before and so she's desperate to come back to him she's desperate for this intimate intimacy with him to be Mm -hmm. near him again we have the verse in isaiah 26 9 it says with my soul i have desired you in the night so here we see isaiah as well there can be this time of just being in bed and just desiring God mm-hmm. and just wanting to be near to him. And we, we have these seasons of trials in our life of going through a, a nighttime of trials mm-hmm. and through these times, God awakens us to desire him. And so this is where the bride's at. She, she loves him, right? She, she's desiring him. She's on her bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not risen. The command to her was to arise, right? She's not risen. She's on her bed compared to chapter one, our bed is green. Now she's in her bed. It's this, it's the bed that she's made for herself, kind of this comfort zone mm-hmm. that she's created for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, I just see this as a really vulnerable place because she's, this is like the place of regret. You know, it's like she could be looking at this situation now going, oh man, I got myself in trouble. I didn't do the right thing. And she could have just stayed in bed. You know, Mm -hmm. like she could have just sat there in that regret in that, like, you know, I missed it. I missed the boat. I I missed my chance. There's no hope, you know, and I think that hopelessness is what the enemy tries to use in those places in the night season. He, he tries to plague us with, with hopelessness. What's that? Um, the, uh, pilgrim's progress, the despair, the dungeon. Yeah. Giant of despair. Despair. (laughs) Yeah. That despair. That's where she, that's what she's fighting here. Right. She's in the night fighting despair. Yeah. She says the one I love, I'm seeking the one I love. This is the theme within her heart that is keeping her going forward. She loves him. You know, if she didn't love him, she would just stay in that comfort zone on her bed, but she loves him. She's seeking the one that she loves. And so this is what we see throughout the song is fuel that motivation, fuel that that motivation of love, and that will motivate you to get out of bed. It'll motivate you to mm-hmm. press beyond what you feel capable of in order to find your bridegroom. Mm-hmm. So she says, I sought him, but I did not find him. So she's seeking him on this bed that the bridegroom's left, right? <laughs> she's not going to find him in this place because mm-hmm. the bridegroom's gone from there. And so what the bridegroom is looking for is a response of obedience. He called her to arise. And so sometimes in our lives, God requires, there's, there's these specific things that he's required us to do that he will withhold his presence from us until we follow through in obedience. And so mm-hmm. the question for us is, is how dear do we hold his presence in our lives? How, how much do we value closeness to him? Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be something we have to wrestle with, right? We, I, I want to obey you because I want to be near to you mm-hmm. is what our, what our hearts should be before. Mm-hmm. Then we have Isaiah 64, seven. It says, 
There is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. And this verse has spoken to me over the years because, you know, at times we, we, we find our place, we find ourselves in this place of just wanting to be moved by God. And that's great. You know, we want to be just, you know, sometimes, uh, that he's the one that is totally awakening us and calling us forth, which is, we want to feel that, but there's also this element of we stir ourselves up. Mm-hmm. And this is what we see here in Isaiah 64 he's lamenting, Isaiah is lamenting that no one is stirring themselves up to take hold of God. And so there is a responsibility on our part to stir ourselves up. Mm-hmm. And this is what the bride is going through right now. She's, she's experiencing this angst of, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not content without him. I will, I'm going to stir myself up. And, and actually we find here just the very next verse, she says, I will rise now. She is, she's so stirred in her soul that she follows through in obedience mm-hmm. and so, so she's following through with the command to rise she says i will rise now in verse two mm-hmm. she says i said and go about the city in the streets and in the squares i will seek the one i love i sought him but i did not find him mm-hmm. so she's still searching she's still uh-huh. searching for him she is going to find him soon but she but at least now she's followed through in obedience to actually rise up yeah yeah and i just love this the just the truth about <laughs> About this, like sometimes we just want this immediate, like, well, I did something. Where's the, you know what I mean? Like, right. okay, like I should be, see, I should have found gratified. him. Yeah, I, I already got up now. I should, I should find him already. But this is a journey here. And she's got, she got up, she's obeying, and she still has to go seeking. I'm seeking. I still don't find him. I have to go about this. This is a lot of work for her. She's, she's going all about the city, all the, in the streets and the squares. She's asking people, you know, she's, she's really, this is, she has put a lot of effort into this. This isn't some like, I'll give it a shot. I'll go downstairs, see right. if he's, you know, outside my door. Right. No, it's like, yeah. So she says, I'm going to go about the city and the streets and in the squares. She knows in her heart that this is where the bridegroom has gone, right? He's gone out into this place where people are. And What's challenging about that is that, you know, sometimes, and this is, this is very common is that believers will be in the body, just like the bride was in the first chapter where, you know, they made me the keeper of the vineyards, right? She got wounded from people, people Mm -hmm. wound other people. This is very common. It's not, if if you're out there listening to this and you've been wounded by other people, you're not, your experience is not unique. Mm -hmm. This is something everybody gets hurt by other people at some time or another. But what the bridegroom is challenging her at this point is to actually rise up out of that place of isolation. The bed was so nice. You know, mm-hmm. when you're wounded, there's a place of healing and rest to be in the bed, you know, to get recovery. But there comes a point when the bride needs to go beyond, you know, get out of isolation and actually go into the streets and into the square and out where other people are. She's been wounded by people, but now the bridegroom has gone out into these places where people are. So she's going to follow him follow him into those places less safe you know it, it can there's an unsafe element of trying to relate to other people you know but but the bridegroom say no this is a necessary part of your maturity you need to take this step and follow me out into where the people are mm-hmm. it says i will seek the one i love i sought him but i did not find him so here the seeking again is motivated by love this, uh, this tension of not finding him is actually creating a greater desperation. It's creating mm-hmm. this deep hunger. Oh, I've got to have him. Mm-hmm. Got to have him. Verse three, 
The watchmen who go about the city found me. I said, have you seen the one I love? So the watchmen who go about the city found me. So these watchmen are the spiritual leaders of the city. They're the shepherds who are protecting the city. So they have compassion on her. They see her. They go, oh, you know, she looks troubled. She's, you know, grieved about something. So, but she asked him that she asked these watchmen, have you seen the one I love? So over and over again, you just see this theme of he is the one that she loves. This is, there's such a deep connection in her heart. Mm -hmm. She's seeking the one she loves. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about this is that the watchman, the, the involvement of the watchman, the watchman play a really key piece in actually finding the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. So she's saying here, um, you know, have you seen the one I love? She's humbling herself for one. She's humbling herself to even ask for directions, right? It, it takes some humility. Some of uh -huh. us guys have a hard time with that to actually ask for directions. Right? <laughs> Can you tell me where, you know, it's like, oh man. But she has to humble ourselves. She has to humble, humble herself and ask, have you seen the one I love? Mm -hmm. And and then I, I love too how it's this question to the shepherds and the watchmen, you know, she's seeking for reality. She wants to know, have you leaders actually seen him? Because you know, you can talk about him, but have you seen him? Have you seen the one I love? And that's the bride is looking for leadership that has reality in seeing the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. And that's what we, you know, if God's out there, got you out there in a leadership position. I just encourage you to be one, be a leader that seeks to see him, uh, to seeks to be, to be a beholder, to behold the lamb of God. Uh, this is where, this is where the bride is nurtured. And that's what she's seeking after is people that have seen the bridegroom, those that are walking in that place of intimacy and uh, worship of him. Mm -hmm. And so, and they're the ones that are able to help. They're the ones that are able to help her. Mm -hmm. So Job 42, five, it says, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. So that there's a big difference between that, right? We can hear about God. We can hear about Jesus, but there's a seeing him, he, but Job, he had this revelation. Now my eye sees you. Mm -hmm. It's a different level yeah. when you see him. Yeah. I also, I think that, that, you know, you're talking about that she humbled herself and I think it does take humility sometimes to be able to approach and ask for help from leadership, you know, from those that are in authority. Uh, and so I think that's, that's a big uh, key element, you know, is just being able to, that that's, that's a part of the process, you know, is, is being, is humbling yourself in front of, you know, in front of these positions, you know? Yeah. And that's her motivation is to see him, right? Yeah. She wants to see him. And I think of Ephesians 1 where it talks about Paul prays for the Ephesians that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in mm -hmm. the knowledge of him, that, mm -hmm. your, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Mm -hmm. And so that verse right there transformed my Bible reading as an early believer, you know, in my teen years, to begin to ask God, please open my eyes to know you as I'm reading your word. And it just took on this whole different level. And so I just encourage you out there with that, that you'd be like Job, that you would go from just hearing about him to actually seeing him and encounter that you would encounter him through his word. Mm -hmm. This is, this is the heart of the bride. Mm -hmm. Verse four, scarcely had I passed by them when I found the one I love. I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him to the house of my mother and into the chamber of her who conceived me. So just looking back over this verse, uh, when I found the one I love, I held him, would not let him go. She's, 
she's finally found him, right? She's, mm-hmm. she's uh, desperate for him. And so she, she actually finds him. She saw it and she found mm-hmm. And uh, her obedience is rewarded, right? She, she rose up just like he told her to, and, and she actually finds him in this place of obedience. And it, you can't help but think of Jacob, right? He's like, I want, I'm not going to let you go. And so <laughs> I read this verse here in Genesis 32, 24. It says, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. And then we have another passage here in Hosea 12, three says he took his brother by the hill in the womb and in his strength, he struggled with God. Speaking of Jacob, it goes on. It says, yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favor from him, but he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So here we see this desperation in Jacob as well. He's weeping. You know, Hosea gives us this insight into this wrestling that Jacob went through. He mm-hmm. wept and sought favor from him. And so here we, we get that, that tension, that, that intensity here in the bride. She's mm-hmm. longing for the bridegroom. And, uh, and she comes, she's laying, once she finds him, she lays hold of him to say, I yeah. will not let you go. Yeah. And I think, uh, so much of that has to do with the journey that she just went on too. like, this wasn't an easy thing. Uh, just like, you know, we said that she, she got up, she pursued and she kept pursuing. And it was in that journey that, that kind of turmoil in that, in the night season, as she kept on pursuing and did not, did not give up on this love that she had, that she kept on pursuing, she kept on chasing that love, that when that time of fulfillment came, like when she found him, it was like, okay, I'm not letting go. This thing is precious to me. And so I think, I think a lot of us can, you know, can think about just that, that whole journey of like our relationship with God. And, you know, for those of us that have been through, you know, the fire, been through the trials, um, I think that in those times we learn we learn to lay hold and and to not let go, and that's training ground. That's you know that's that's training ground because the trials are going to get and get more and more. You know, but we have to realize the um, the importance of holding on. Of I'm going to hold on. Like I just went through a really hard trial. I've got the one I love right now and I don't care if things get worse, but I'm not letting go. (laughs) Like it's not, it's this like desperation of, um, of the journey. You know, that's what the journey, uh, it, uh, prepares you for that, 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 uh, you know, being just completely persistent in, in not letting go. Right. It makes me think of the verse in the epistles too, that says to lay hold of that for which God has laid hold of me. Paul mm-hmm. says this. So there's like this laying hold and it, and it, there is this fervency that's involved with it. You know, being, we've been memorizing Romans 12 and uh, fervent in spirit serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's what God desires for us. And he uses these, this season that the bride's in to develop fervency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is something so key. You know, if you're listening in your, in, Amer- in America, this is such a needed message. Mm-hmm. We need to be awakened out of stupor, out of slumber and really seek to be fervent in spirit. Mm-hmm. And this is what's going to prepare us. You know, we can have stockpiles of food. We can have all these things. But if we're not on fire in love mm-hmm. for God, all these preparations are, they're, they're not really the heart of the matter. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not opposed to having a stock of food. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just encouraging people. One of you, the best preparations you can do is the preparation of the heart. 
Mm-hmm. And, and we need to be uh, getting out of bed, mm-hmm. engaging with God, seeking him. Uh, I encourage you to set aside time for prayer. We need to be found ready when, these, when the trials come. Many are going to be caught unaware. They're going to be caught off guard. And uh, it's, so, it's so important that right now we be found ready. It doesn't matter whether the crisis is coming or not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of the crises, and this is something that's really spoken to me over the years, one of the crises is a spiritual crisis, and that's a cold heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, whether an actual crisis breaks out or not, mm-hmm. there is a crisis sweeping across this land, and it's a crisis of cold love. Mm-hmm. And we need to be uh, intentional about getting into that place of burning in love. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of the two men on the road to Emmaus. Did our hearts not burn mm-hmm. as he spoke, as he opened up the word to us? We need to ask God, Ephesians 117, God, please grant me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I want to know you. And this is what's going to make our hearts burn in love. And this, this, this is the, what we want to shoot for. This is what we want to have uh, as we uh, go into difficult mm-hmm. times. Yeah, yeah, because this is, this is the bride. <laughs> we want to identify with, with the bride, and this is this is who she is. She identifies as um, there's one thing I want to lay hold of. If I have to let go of everything else, I will not let go of my bridegroom. <laughs> I will not let go of the one, the one who loves me, <laughs> and the one who my soul desires. You know, so I think that's 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 our I- identity. And so sometimes it comes, we have to get to this place of the night season of the trials um, before we can get to that place where we are determined, no, I will not let go. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. This is the one thing that, that I want to live for. Yeah, and, so, and just looking at this little sentence here too, I held him and would not let him go. I think part of it too is she's realizing that the small compromises that we talked about earlier, the little foxes mm-hmm. that were trying to spoil the vines, you know, there's little compromises in her life that was keeping her from that closeness that she once had. And so I believe it's a challenge for us, you know, that once we repent of those compromises, repent of that um, apathy, that we lay hold of him and uh, and we don't allow those compromises back in. We mm-hmm. have a very strong conviction established mm-hmm. in our hearts that we're, we're not going to let, let him go. We count, we count, you know, everything, like Paul said, everything else is rubbish. Mm-hmm. I count everything else as rubbish for the excellency of knowing Yeshua. And this, we, we need to come to that real conviction that it's worth, it's worth it all to have him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then he says, uh, she says, or she says, scarcely had I passed by them when I found the one I love. And so I mentioned earlier, she's finding him immediately after seeing the watchman. The watchman kind of, you can't help but think that they pointed her in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't specifically spell that out. Uh-huh. But as soon as she passes by the watchman, she finds him. And so it's this place of relating properly to authority in your life. You know, if you're a child, uh, then, you know, relating properly to your mother and father is going to be a really good key in reaching the bridegroom mm-hmm. and to entering into the the maximum closeness that you could have to mm-hmm. him. And I pray that's your desire. You know, whatever it is, Lord, I want to be close to you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and also, you know, uh, spiritual authority. I know there's there's been a lot of discussion of, about this topic uh, over the past couple of years. You know, there's yes, there's there's been. Uh, abuses in this area. There's been people that have been hurt by spiritual authority. 
it doesn't change the fact that the Bible is very clear that there are there are ways that uh, you can bring uh, you can be encouraged in your walk with God mm-hmm. with spiritual authority, and mm-hmm. there's ways that you can relate to spiritual authority that will end up hindering your walk with God. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of the bottom line for me is is I want to have an end goal of my relationship with God is the most important. Right. That my relationship with the bridegroom is the most important. I want to find him like this bride found him. Mm-hmm. Now, the process of humility of actually the way I relate to mm-hmm. authority in my life, the way that I relate to other people, if that's a stepping stone in order to find him, mm-hmm. then that's 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 the way God set it up and that's I have to yield to that. I mm-hmm. need to submit to him ultimately. Mm-hmm. Now, uh you know, you know, it doesn't yeah. even say here that that they had all the answers either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it was a piece. It was a p. It was a part of the journey. Right. You know, and so I think that that's something that's that's important. You know, is that we're not looking to, you know, it's it's not necessarily that we're looking for all the answers from you know spiritual leadership or from you know that that they're going to just tell us what to do or you know <laughs> the latest uh you know prophetic word is going to give us exactly how we can escape the coming whatever <laughs> thing you right. know it's like it's it's not that they have all the answers it's that again like you said you know it's that it's that they're involved in the journey that they're a part of our searching they're a part of our walk and i think that 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 brings blessing and it brings our ability to even see Yeshua clearly, you know? Yeah. I think it also speaks of his desire that we find him together Yeah, because you know, any kind of organized group is there's going to be some level of leadership involved in that. Mm -hmm. And so I think he desires that model to be in place so that we find him together, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you don't have a proper appreciation for mothers and fathers leadership, Mm -hmm. then you end up with this kind of brand of Christianity that is very individualized. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not our father in heaven. It's my father in heaven. You know, (laughs) yes, he is your individual father, but Yeshua taught us to pray our father. He taught us to relate in a community Mm -hmm. aspect. Mm -hmm. And so there's this uh, really key, I believe to, yes, if your heart's desire is to grow close to your bridegroom, it's not going to be just a, a singular pursuit. There is that. There is that singular heart connection to your bridegroom, but he desires that it be as a body as well. Mm-hmm. He desires that we seek him together and find him together. Mm-hmm. And, and relating to one another in a proper way is a part of that whole journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're all you know, growing in that. We all desperately need humility mm-hmm. to, to actually walk that out. But that's what he's calling us to. He's calling us to, to seek this, this road of finding him. Make that your goal. And all these other things are kind of like, okay, whatever. You know, this is what you want. This is what I'll do. But make it your goal to find him. And, and that's the goal that will never change. You'll yeah. be doing that into eternity. You know, you'll be doing that forever. And, mm-hmm. and in this life, make it your goal. I'll seek him. I'll search his word to what it means to find him. And that's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so worth it and it's so rewarding. So then going on, uh, it says, until I have brought him to the house of my mother and into the chamber of her who conceived me. So she lays hold of him, and now she's saying, I'm not letting him go until I bring her to the house of my mother. The mother throughout the song speaks of the body, you know, this, this mother that brought her forth. And so it's, 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 she's basically saying, I found him. I'm going to bring him back to the people. I'm going to bring him just like all along, you know, that she's, when she's rising, she's supposed to be going out and to be relating to people. But she's, I I found him. I've got his heart now to actually bring him to my family, bring him to my community. 
And uh, these are the kind of the tough spots to bring him because, you know, they, these people know you the best. And so you can't really hide anything. But these are the, probably the most impactful places that we bring him as well. We bring, him, we bring his, his, his love, his hope, his power into our families, into mm-hmm. our communities. And this is what the bride's saying. I've, I've, I've latched a hold of him. And now I'm going to bring him into the house of my mother, mm-hmm. into the chamber of her, her who conceived me. She's resolved to, to bring him into these relationships that she has. Mm-hmm. Then wrapping up, we have the second time of three times that this one verse is repeated. It says, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases or until she pleases. So this is uh, one of those verses that it's not super clear in the Hebrew who it's speaking of, but it makes a lot of sense to say this is the bridegroom telling the daughters of Jerusalem to basically don't disturb her. I've got, I've got the bride where I want her right now. Uh, be careful not to disturb her in this season. Uh, she's where I want her, basically. She's mm-hmm. in this place of, of holding on to me, of, and I'm, I, I've got the timetable in my hands, basically. You know, don't, <laughs> right. don't mess with the timetable too much because I'm leading her, and, and for us individually, we can be confident as we're holding on to the bridegroom, as we're seeking him, he is leading us on this journey to maturity, to be mature in love. Mm-hmm. And that, that's his whole, his whole point you know, right. of trials, of going through these night seasons. He's got every step calculated. Mm-hmm. He's bringing us to maturity. Yeah, yeah, and the journey is necessary. It's all, all a part of it. We couldn't just skip from here to the end. You know, right, it'd be nice. That's what we got to just go AZ, you know, <laughs> right. just be like, I'm totally mature now. No, yeah. he's got this whole journey and he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I love the psalmist says, my times are in your hands. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be confident in his leading. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage you, arise when he calls to you. There's a lot of work to be done in the field. So put your hand to the plow and don't look back. Mm-hmm. Amen. Until next time, be blessed. Yes, you are.